Welcome in to an episode, a bonus episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And across from me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. I say bonus episode, Jordan, because there are no fights this weekend. There is no UFC fight card. There is no fight night. There is no pay-per-view. There is nothing going on this weekend, which would have been great last weekend for the... Uh, the greatness of college football, the great weekend of college football that we saw, it'd be like, great, okay, don't put a card that weekend. And then this weekend, when it's like a light Saturday, you could put like a decent card like we had last week, some good fights last week. And the absurdity, too, of the fight card last week being during the day. Like, even if it was like, fine, just put it in the night. I mean, the main event still did, or the main card still didn't didn't, uh, start until like six, right? Yeah, but it could have been. It could have been like prelims at six. Yeah. you know, into the main card. You yeah, know, let me get my Saturday night rolling and uh, enjoy that yeah. a little bit because I knew what I was going to anticipate with the Bears game on Sunday. Well, I was getting, I was getting updates on my phone. I was looking at my phone while I was uh, locked into Notre Dame, Ohio State. So. Yeah, listen, if it was a pay-per-view, I'd be more locked in. We got one of these amazing fights that we're going to talk about Yeah, here there's a lot up. to look forward to come the fall and, in, and into the winter. I mean, but the thing about it is now it's back-to-back weeks where it's just like complete bullshit. And the frustrating <laughs> part about betting on mixed martial arts, when you've got some buffoon scoring Shevchenko Grasso in the fifth round at 10-8, and then he has to, you know, go to, go to like basically driving school, judging school uh, by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and then following that, You've got a freak injury. And those don't happen as often as the the, the scoring question marks. But we were on not necessarily the Fazeev side, but we were on the over at three and a half. And, Mm -hmm. you know, look, around in, it looked like that that was trending in a direction that that would have made a positive night. But Fazeev, it turns out he tore his ACL. So it was a brutal injury, and he's going to be out on the shelf for quite some time. But that under uh, cashes. And the other, you know, then the other thing too, we weren't on on the side of it either way, but Cody Brundage uh, just refusing to fight basically with the illegal strike. I loved it because I had under round and a half and under and fight doesn't go the distance. There you go. And because it was ruled a DQ and not a no contest. I mean, I was in good shape either way Yeah. because either I would have pushed, but I ended up winning. There so you go. go Cody Brundage. Go man. Cody Brundage for good, Everybody else, really illegal stuff. Him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so because there is no card uh, this weekend, this is a good opportunity to kind of set up the rest of the year. There's three pay-per-views left this year. You've got UFC 294, 295, and 296, and they are absolutely loaded, especially UFC 296, that last card of the year. But... Next month, I guess technically in the next month because it is still September. It is Wednesday, September 27th for those of you scoring at home. Hopefully you've gone to uh, judges or date scoring school so you know that we're not, we're not making this up when we say it is September 27th here. But in about a month, uh, we're going to go to Dubai, not you and me, but the UFC will go to Dubai uh, for UFC 294 where you're going to get a rematch between Islam Makachev and Charles Oliveira. On top of that, you're going to get Hazmat Shemaev and Paulo Costa, which should be a tremendous fight as well. I will say the odds currently do, do not, not indicate that. Do not indicate that these fights will be good. However, I think that is like going through the rest of these fights, Islam Makachev and Charles Oliveira might be the most entertaining fight the rest of the year. Like the way that this, like I know, like John Jones against uh, uh, Steve Miocic is going to be good too. But like 
This one people are looking forward to because it's a rematch. Olvera fought already. He looked great in his in his non-title fight. And so now he's going to go back up and try to get his belt back from Islam Makachev. This should be a great fight. Yeah, that, well, that's the one caveat about leading into this rematch. It's the fact that this wasn't an immediate rematch. This isn't the first fight that Charles Olvera is, is having after he got stopped and, and lost the championship. Uh, or it was a vacant title, but lost the title belt because you know he was stripped for no reason against Islam Makachev, and he just looked brilliant against Benil Dariush. He 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 performed like Charles Oliveira has been performing over the last couple of years, just steamrolling through the lightweight division and just going getting finish after finish. He now extended the UFC record for most finishes twenty. He had another performance of the night against a guy that had been a killer and been on a run of his own in Benil Dariush. So that factor alone has me super excited about this rematch, despite the fact that it basically is looking like kind of the same type of fight that's going to happen, the same dominance that we've come to expect with a guy like Islam Makachev, a guy that's going to be able to dictate where the fight goes, get the fight to the ground, and a guy that has the advantage if the fight goes there. That was the question we asked the first time around is, all right, Islam Makachev is going to work to get this fight to the ground because he doesn't want to mess around with the Muay Thai of Charles Oliveira. But when he does, Charles Oliveira has probably the best guard, if not in mixed martial arts, certainly in the lightweight division. Mm Mm-hmm. That wasn't a problem for Islam Makachev. Now, look, there is the narrative going around. Charles Rivera has already started that he just, you know, wasn't right, didn't take the mi- right mindset coming into the fight. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Look, you lost the fight. Uh, you got finished. Uh, and, look, you're going to have to figure out the riddle that, that is Islam Makachev. Uh, he should be the favorite. Makachev should be the, the sizable favorite that he is, he is yeah. because, look, you know, the only time the dude's been challenged, quite frankly, is against Alexander Volkanovsky. Mm-hmm. And people are saying Alexander Volkanovsky is number one pound-for-round fighter in the world. Mm-hmm. And he had to go up and wait. And and lost controversially. Yeah. And people are saying that there should be a rematch. That Volkanovsky should get another opportunity. So, uh, I'm going to probably play Charles Oliveira just because I love the dude. And Plus he's, 255, he's why not, man? Why not? Why not? But I, I certainly believe also that as we're accustomed to seeing, really with both of these guys, uh, finishes for sure. You're looking at the under. One guy's going to want to dictate where, where the fight goes and, and get the finish. Um, but it'll be entertaining nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And then the other fight on that card that's going to be good despite the odds is Hazma Shemaev against Paulo Costa. That should be another good one as well. But Shemaev is. is minus 400 right now. Yeah, and look, he's undefeated. Um, I mean, this will be... This will be, I guess, a legitimate test against a, a traditional true 185-er. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, Hamzat Shemaev has made a, a career to this point of hopping between welterweight and, and middleweight and not really figuring out what weight class he wants to be. And Paulo Costa is going to bring it to him. Now, Costa at times has, has not shown up. Look, there was rumors that he was drinking wine up until, uh, you know, he fought Israel uh, Adesanya for the championship. So it's very hard for me to not as confidently pick, you know, the the underdog in Alvera, say that I've got confidence in Paul Acosta. I haven't really seen uh, any issues whatsoever with Shemaev outside of the, you know, the war that he had with Gilbert Burns where he had to go three rounds. And, mm-hmm. and look, didn't get Gilbert Burns out of there. But quite frankly, as, as, as talented as Shemaev is, the fact that he's now figured out the, the right camp, he seems to be at the right weight class. Uh, and with a new champion at middleweight, 
How, how great would the leadoff to Strickland Shamayev be? Oh, that, that leadoff just Oof. alone would be worth the price of admission. So uh, my recommendation probably early, and again, we, we will dissect this as yeah. we get closer to it. Um, it it'll be Shamayev inside the distance. Yeah. It'll be Shamayev maybe in the first round. Wow. Like I mean, it's just questioning Paulo Costa. You know, he's got the looks, man. Dude has a $10,000 body for sure. Yeah, but Doesn't show up at there's something about Makachev. There's something about Shamayev. Like, these two guys, now that, like, Nurmagomedov is out, right? Like, these guys are like, the oh, they're going to win. Like, if they're on a card, they're going to win. Like, it's not, like, the, the minus 350, minus 400 is completely justified because regardless of the opponent, it just seems like they've, they're just better than everyone. Yeah, I like, haven't seen an example yet where Shemaev is going to worry me. I mean, you know, yeah. again, you know, Makachev, you're probably true with that regard as well, unless he's fight, fighting Volkanovsky. I just only believe in, in Oliveira just because of just how brilliant he has been, and you cannot dismiss the run that he went on because, quite frankly, I don't know if Islam Makachev would have gone on the same run or at least gone – the same type of way. Mm-hmm. I mean, running through Chandler and Gagey and, and Dustin Poirier as Charles Oliveira did and did Dariush. Like, I, I can't confidently say that Makachev would do the same. Yeah. Uh, in about 20 days after that, about four weeks after that, uh, the or three weeks after that, the UFC will be heading to Madison Square Garden for Alex Pereira and Yuri Prohaska. Uh, that fight is the lead-up to the main event, the heavyweight bout. John Jones defending his title for the first time against former heavyweight champion Stipe, Stipe uh, Miocic. Let's talk about the Pereira and Prohaska fight first before we get into the heavyweight one. This one, Pereira is minus 160 right now, so this fight's a little closer than the last ones that we talked about. And then, of course, John Jones is minus 440 right now to retain his belt in the fight against Miocic. Yeah, I mean, well, first and foremost, just the storyline, you know, Alex Pereira trying to become a two-divisional champion mm-hmm. in really a short amount of time in his mixed martial arts career, uh, going for retribution, trying to, uh, you know, protect the legacy of his, the guy that got him into the sport, his coach, his mentor, his father, so to speak, in Glover Teixeira, mm-hmm. taking revenge against Yuri Prohaska, but then Yuri Prohaska, like, coming onto the scene, winning the championship, and then having to uh, vacate the championship because of an injury. So how is he going to look, you know, this this first time, uh, you know, stepping back into the octagon against a killer in in Pereira? And, like, the fact that Yuri Perasa kind of, like, makes himself work into fights by getting hit in the face, like, and, and, like, gets into (laughs) wars, you know? And is very what did we say unorthodox. last week? He goes face first into fights. Well, that was, I mean, he's, he does at times. And like, look, and he's obviously he has only he's he has been knocked out in his career. Like Muhammad Lal uh, knocked him out several years ago. King Mo uh, over in Japan. Um, he had a, he's had a very successful career. He's obviously you know gone through and uh, he's got three UF, He's only got three UFC fights, three UFC finishes. So I think. Coming back again this early, I, I like Prohaska as the underdog. I didn't think Pereira looked that great at light mm-hmm. heavyweight. And Jan Pahovich is going to make anybody do that, right, Abdallah? Yeah. But, like, I think this is another fight like Oliver Makachev. We're going to get a finish in this fight. These two guys, stylistically, it's going to be a stand-up war until someone go, go, goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I think the under at one and a half or two and a half is certainly Oof. safe to play in this one because there's not going to be, you know, any any bones about it and I don't think any either one of these guys are going to look for a takedown. 
Yeah, it should be a great fight, and what better way to have it than to have it at Madison Square Garden in front of at MSG with a sold-out crowd leading up to a heavyweight fight. Like, that's how you want it, right? You want heavyweight fight, Madison Square Garden, like, sold-out crowd, people going nuts. John Jones, Stipe Miocic, this should be, I mean, Jones is minus 440, but... Miocic is a former champion. Like he's one of the most decorated guys in, in the UFC. People say he's the goat. Yeah, like this is this could like you can't have enough hype for this fight taking place on November 11th. Like it's going to be, I, despite the odds, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm. Oh look, I'm. I'm excited to see it. I'm glad because it is two of the best. I mean, Miocic kind of like semi-retired. He's 41. He's still uh, donating his time. As a volunteer firefighter in Cleveland, Ohio. Perfect. J- John Jones is going to smoke this guy. No, I understand that. I know he is. But, like, the buildup is fun. The buildup is fun because of the history of Miocic. But, and, like, that, what he but, like, I, but that's the thing, dude. I, wa- I want my buildup to be shit-talking and in each other's faces. I and know. Storylines from that standpoint. This has, got, this has got the makings of Heartbreak Kid kind of doing the I'm sorry before... He, oh, kicking uh, Before Ric he Flair? kicks Ric Flair. Yeah, like, this is going to be it. Like, do we see gloves from Miocic? Do we see the gloves come off at the end? Is I this it? Ca- then they come off. The well, then why does he get back in the ring? Once the gloves come off, they need to stay Because off. John Jones won't fight Sergey Pavlovich. Well, that's his he own fault. He won't fight a guy that's going to, like, really try and hurt him. That's his own fault, then. Yeah. Um, this is something I don't understand. If you have a contract with the UFC, why can't I make you fight someone? Like, why can't Dana White just be like, no, this is who you're fighting, or else we're taking the belt back? Then he'll take the belt back. I mean, okay. I mean, that's that's what happens. Look, that's the problem with, like, rankings and these fights. I mean, look, are we, are we going to talk about Patty Pimblett fighting Tony Ferguson? It's well, I mean, we're like going to talk about a, ridiculous. We're going to talk about a guy that hasn't fought in two years, too. So, who wants a title shot? Who hasn't fought in two years yeah. when we get to UFC 296? But still, John Jones, you're going inside the distance round one, I assume. <laughs> yeah, something something like that. <laughs> I just don't think we're going to beat around the bush. We're not going to waste any time. John Jones is going to get this get this fight where he wants Put it. Him in a uh, I mean, here's the thing. I think that the, the moment probably was a little bit bigger for Cyril Ghosn. Uh, that's why um, he looked so good. Did, did, did John Jones, you know, outside of him being probably the greatest we've ever seen. Uh, Steven Miocic, great boxing background. Good wrestling, you know, takedown defense. And obviously, he's, he's been in there with the best of the best from a heavyweight standpoint. But I think uh, John Jones should win this one pretty convincingly, and the odds indicate that. All right. And then a little over a month later, about five weeks later, the last pay-per-view of the year, December 16th, UFC 296. This card is absolutely stacked. They are making, they're going out with a bang uh, or a, Good punch or whatever you want, knockout, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Uh, you've got Shafat uh, Rachmanov at minus 410 against Wonderboy Thompson at plus 320. You've got Patty Pimblett fighting Tony Ferguson, like you mentioned. You've got Leon Edwards against Colby Covington. Colby Covington having not fought in two years. Leon Edwards uh, is a decent favorite, minus 136. This is going to be a very good card. This fight's card is sick. Yeah, this you is know, amazing. You and I have never watched a fight guard together we might have to we might have to do it for this college one. football will be over by then like we, we might, might have, have to do it for yeah. this we might yeah. have to do it for this one Ooh, yeah party. i, I love party. this like i love this fight card yeah. um look and i hope and i hope some you know maybe colby uh, doesn't fight and maybe someone else gets the call Bilal muhammad someone gets, Bilal the, call. Muhammad someone gets, gets the, call. the call he's ready i know he's ready yeah he's he's always ready which which is great i, I look i think stylistically you have to pay attention to colby covington i i do believe that i think that there are some some opportunities that are going to exist um you know from 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 a wrestling standpoint 
point. I still kind of question Leon Edwards. I mean, look, Leon Edwards was losing that fight until he had the head kick heard around the world, uh, which was impressive. And then he was uber impressive in in the second fight against Kamaru Usman. But I think Colby Covington, with his style of fight, his pressure, his pressure game is a little bit different than Kamaru Usman, and maybe the takedowns will be there. So I'll probably end up siding that fight. And again, as I'm playing it now, whoever's the underdog, because I could see you know, both scenarios happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the fan of me wants to just see Kobe Covington get his face punched oh, in. I hope he does. Um, the fight I'm really excited about is Shafkat Rachmanov. I mean, that's going to be that a good dude one. could not get a fight to yeah. save his life, and now he's got an opportunity to take on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, mm-hmm. who's been basically a, a staple of the welterweight division, former two-time title challenger, a guy that rarely gets finished and comes in with such an unorthodox style. It fights a lot, prefer. too. Like I feel like we mentioned, active, mentioned yeah. him a lot. Yeah, Very active fighter as well. Uh, getting up there in age at 41 years of age. But, you know, of all the fights that he's had, and look, he looked good against Kevin Holland in his last fight. He beat Bilal Muhammad prior to that in a controversial fight. You know, that was actually, you know, three, three years ago it'll mm-hmm. be. Uh, just about, but like, if Rachmanov can go in there and finish Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, he's minus four ten. He better. Yeah. Well, well, no, but finish him. I mean, he's got Rachmanov has all finishes. Yeah. Never been to the judges' scorecards and split evenly between finishes. Yeah. And, and and I think this one would probably come in the form of a knockout. But Wonderboy's never been finished except once, and that was uh, way back when when Anthony Pettis jumped off the cage. In a fight that he was losing and landed like kind of an awkward punch and mm. caught Stephen Wonderboy Thompson by surprise. So that fight will be sick for sure. Uh, and then, look, Patty Pimblett. He's back. Tony Ferguson. He's back. I mean, I'm happy. Look, I'm happy that he's that he's on the card. But six-fight win streak versus a six-fight losing streak. Yeah, it's, like this is, I mean, they're, they're doing this again where we've talked about with Pimblett fights. They're setting him up. Like they're setting him up to, to win on a big card. And then just keep on moving him up until eventually, like hopefully, eventually someone challenges him. Yeah, but, I mean, this will be the biggest name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is another. But again, he's minus three eighty. Like he's almost minus four hundred. Yeah, he's a heavy, heavy favorite on a guy who's against a guy who's like you said, lost six in a row. They're setting him up to get an easy win on his first fight back from injury. So that's fine. I mean, he's a big name. He's gonna draw eyeballs. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, and, to- and Tony Ferguson's crazy. So you yeah, know, he'll he'll build up the fight properly and, that's and good. get people excited, and they'll probably. Promote the fact that at one point Tony Ferguson won 12 fights in a row and was considered one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world, but that was ages ago and that was pre COVID. And, you know, I mean, he, he headlined like the biggest card, like actually like at the onset of COVID. When I just want to see, I want to see what Patty looks like right now. Oh, he's got to weigh like 300 pounds. Dude, he's got to be massive. He's been injured, he hasn't been able to train, and now he's got to fight in three months. Like, listen, the dude can cut weight in a day. That's not the issue. That's not a problem. That's not the issue. I just want, like, that's, the story with him is, if you're not familiar, is like, yeah, he's been set up to win these fights, and the UFC is clearly promoting him because he's very popular, but the fact that he can go, like, a month before and just eat whatever he wants to and then cut, like, 20, 30 pounds like it's nothing Mm -hmm. and then just instantly gain it all back and then just cut it all again, like, it's it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Hey, look, he's, he's got a unique ability to do it. I don't think the UFC is using him properly. They did. They like did a tour of Chicago. I will remember him mm-hmm. and uh, you know Molly McCann were doing it. But like, th- he should be like visiting like all these markets that that the UFC goes to and just trying all the food. You know, I know yeah. like we've seen it with what it's not diners, drive-ins, and dives. But it kind of is a little bit. You know, yeah. like that type of thing. But mm-hmm. just do a UFC food tour with Patty Pimblett. 
Well, I mean, when he comes to the city, he's got to be in peak physical condition because he's fighting that night. Right, and that, but he's in Vegas. Like, I'm saying, like, That's he should fair. be, like, well, n- November's getting a little bit close. Yeah, whatever, whatever uh, delicacies are in Abu Dhabi, let's go, <laughs> let's go there and do that. Get some falafel. <laughs> exactly. Get him some lamb. Pound some, yeah, pound some of that stuff. Yeah, get him some desserts, get him some canafel, that kind of stuff. It's great. I'll, I'll take him on that tour. I'll go to that tour with him. And then that's it for the UFC pay-per-views uh, for the rest of the year. You've got UFC 294 in Dubai on the 21st of October coming up soon. Uh, November 11th is that John Jones, uh, Stipe Miocic fight in Madison Square Garden. That's UFC 295 on November 11th. And then Leon Edwards, Colby Covington, Patty Pimblet, Tony Ferguson, uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, and Stephen Thompson. UFC 296, December 16th. What we don't have are dates for Conor McGregor and Chandler to fight, even though they're doing the Ultimate Fighter, but they don't have a date set for their fight. And then also, who's who's Sugar Sean going to fight? Who's Sean O'Malley going to fight? Is it going to be a rematch? Is it going to be Marlon Vera? We don't have a date or opponent for that yet yeah, either. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think they're going to have another pay-per-view in two weeks. Sometimes they've had one on New Year's Eve, but you don't want to you know, compete with the college football playoff. Isn't that that night, too? I believe it is this year, okay. yeah. So here's what you do. You, 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 you do it Super Bowl weekend. You do the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditionally, the UFC has always put together a pretty major fight card. Why not just put the return of Conor McGregor and co-headline it, even though it's not a title fight, or you know the title fight would be in the main, uh, the marquee, and then you co-headline it with uh, Sean O'Malley against Marlon Vera, trying to you know get back the one loss that he had, and it was a legit loss, you punk. <laughs> 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 the one loss you had in his own like, man. I don't know how shit talk. Colby Covington, he listens to the podcast. Sean O'Malley listens to the podcast. Would be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be. I mean, we know Bilal's a friend of the show. Uh, actually. Uh, this year's playoff semifinals will be January 1st, that Monday. Okay. So they could do New Year's Eve Eve on that Saturday. Yeah. But again, I doubt it from December 16th to That's a quick. To that's then. too quick of a turnaround, and you do want to hype it up. The Super Bowl weekend, Conor Super McGregor Super Bowl returns. weekend, it's a week later because of the uh, the extra game. Like it's, a, it's now a week later than it used to be because of the 17th game that everybody gets. So, yep. uh, yeah, you could do that. I would, I would love that. That'd yeah. be great. They should just follow... The Super Bowl around, you know, like they should have their all oh, the Saturday. So where's the Super so, Bowl this year? Vegas. It's, it's Vegas. Vegas. Okay, it's in Vegas. Okay, I was gonna say so. Like when it's in Detroit, they, they have should the, go. Yeah, Detroit. go do it in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah when, in sick. seven or eight years, when it's in Arlington, come to mm-hmm. Chicago oh, and boy. have it at the United Center. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that same year with WrestleMania here too, or oh, uh, yeah. Final Four. That'd be amazing. So yeah, they could do it New Year's Eve Eve on Saturday, uh, January thirtieth. What's the one fight? you are looking forward to the most of all those ones that we we, we went through we didn't even talk about pantoja and brandon roy oh Bell. i mean i'm that biased. Card's i'm awesome. biased you know who it is i'm biased leon edwards and colby covington because yeah. i want kobe to get his ass, <laughs> ass kicked. kicked i want kobe to get his ass kicked like no doubter first round just an ass kicking or he gets too scared and doesn't want to fight, and the, and fakes Bilal's, an injury, something. And then, and then you hear Bilal's music, like it's WWE. You hear Bilal's <laughs> oh music. God, oh Bilal's music. He runs out like <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. It would be so great if they could do that. <laughs> Obviously, they can't. That would uh, be awesome. But no, what about what's yours? Wow, I think it's the I, I, look. I think it's that Rachmanov, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fight for sure. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I, I love Charles Oliveira. 
I've yeah. loved him forever, mm-hmm. and I just like to see him perform. I think, again, he's just going up too, too big of a hill to climb against Makachev, but that fight will be sick, too. Yeah, that will be. He's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah, and we will be back next week with a UFC fight night to preview as they make their return uh, for a fight night on next Saturday night. We'll be back next week for a preview with that. Thanks for listening.